I saw uh, one of Biden's new uh, Trump bad me good ads. It's uh, two minutes long, I think, the video they have online. And there's 21 cuts. And I'm thinking, this guy could really fit right in the P4B. <laughs> This is the Jordan Corey Show on the P4B. And if you thought all we did was sit around thinking of ways to poop on empty suit politicians, well, you'd be half right. Okay, this is the P4B. I'm Matt Jordan. Uh, joining me tonight is our intrepid co-host, Ron Corey. Hi, Matt. Uh, we are going to uh, step through some house cleaning and some, some quick points before we get to the meat of it. One thing I want to remind people, uh, shopping for P4, P4B gear and uh, donating and subscribing, those things are critically important. Um, for me, this is a full-time job. I don't know what Ron gets up to when nobody's looking. I don't want to know. But um, there a lot of effort goes into the show, scripting, recording, editing. Um, so your support is critical. But equally critical is that share button. Uh, the P4B is on a mission. We are out to inform people, have a little bit of fun, but at the same time, defeat Davos and the WEF. That's my biggest bugaboo but we can't do it if it's just ron and i talking to you and then that's the end of the conversation we need to invite people into the conversation so by all means bang away at that share button and definitely leave a comment we want to know what you're thinking it'll help us create a better show and uh just real quick um while i was researching for show prep i came across an article on nbc which it was with all the other articles, like it just happened today. And it says, uh, America's newest supercarrier gets underway tomorrow, or get, got underway yesterday um, for training with foreign navies. And I'm like, we can't, We have a supercarrier? I mean, how did I not, not know that? And then I read the, the date line, and it said 2022. And I'm thinking, man, that makes me even dumber because I didn't know we had a new one in 2022. It turns out it was the Gerald R. Ford. Huh. That's not a new ship. Not at all. At least not in terms of when the keel was laid. Uh, the keel was laid 15, 16 years ago. And it only got around to getting underway in 2022. And I got to thinking about that. The Navy and the military, they've become like uh, like Boeing. Only it was more gradual. Boeing changed from engineers running Boeing, plane guys, to money guys. And we got the 737 MAX. You know, Boeing was notorious for safe aircraft. Uh much more gradually, the military has gotten more and more complicated. And the Gerald R. Ford is the epitome of the argument 
just because you can doesn't mean you should. Um, they have electromagnetic catapults. They've always been steam driven. They, they built up a head of steam and that drives the plane off of the flight deck on a little chute. Um, but the electromagnetics, I know they got an electromagnetic gun over at Dahlgren. And I don't think that thing's ever going to see application. It's just too complicated. It sucks up way too much power. I suppose on a nuclear aircraft carrier, they have the power to spare for the for the magnets, but that that's a lot. And uh, the complex technology, we, we've had ships over the years getting underway without major packages on the ship, but they had to get them out of the barn. They had to get them out of the shipyard. So the, the, sh the ships were hitting the fleet, not ready. We had ships being decommissioned before we really could afford to say goodbye to them. And I think that contributed a lot to this development of us not patrolling the sea lanes the way we used to. And that's going to cost us. That's going to bring this projected trade collapse I talk about. It's going to bring it about a lot faster, I think. Uh, but we'll see. Anyway. Oh, you know a lot about more about that stuff, Matt, than I do. The, the, uh, the extent of my aircraft carrier knowledge is uh, Top Gun, Maverick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you, I hated the sons of bitches. I'm a I'm a tin can sailor, man. Right. Destroyers <laughs> all the way. I spent I spent four days on an aircraft carrier. I thought I was gonna lose my mind. Yeah, I have a nephew. Nephew that spent uh, probably a couple years on an aircraft carrier. Yeah. Oh, too too big, too many people. Yeah. I, I didn't like it at all. Right. Um, yeah. So I have a question for you. Um, I know we talked about this a little bit on our last show. Um, what is the latest developments on Trump's VP? I understand there's rumblings. Yeah, well, Trump, in fact, uh, as we speak, I think is giving a speech in uh, in South Carolina. I caught a little bit of it earlier. Um, you know, he likes to throw monkey wrenches or, or curveballs, I should say. Here, yeah, yeah. But anyway, he came up with. Uh, uh, I think Laura Ingram asked him about uh, a VP list, and of course, he was very vague about it on on his live uh, town hall. But uh, the day later, he came out with allegedly his VP list which includes, uh, believe it, I think maybe threw him a bone, but Ron DeSantis was uh, first on that list. I think, uh, I don't know if it was throw him a bone or, or really to maybe um, ease things over a little bit, maybe. I'm not sure he's on the list. I don't see him as the VP candidate, but I thought it was interesting that he, he, he is on that, uh, on that short list. Um, a couple of them, I think, are, are more of a possibility. Uh, uh, Tim Scott, being one, Tim has uh, uh, palled around with uh, the Donald uh, on his trips. In fact, uh, I'm not sure if he's there tonight, but he was on. He was at the uh, town hall meeting um, last night in the in the front row. Uh, Vivek, of course, is Viveka. I guess it is. Is of course another another name mentioned. Uh, Christy Nome um, is there. Uh, Byron Donald's has come, name has come up quite a bit. I don't think he has quite enough. Uh, um, uh, I don't think the country is quite as familiar with him. Yeah, he doesn't have name recognition. He's not a right. He doesn't. He doesn't trigger right. Yeah, you know, visceral reaction of any. He's, kind. A, he's more of a you know I think more of a twenty eight or maybe a thirty two uh, candidate. 
Um, and an interesting one whose name keeps coming up and maybe is climbing that list a little bit, Tulsi Gabbard uh, is on the list. Now, there was one name that was, I thought, interestingly missing from the list that I thought he probably would have on there, and that's um, uh, Huckabee, uh, Huckabee, uh, Huckabee Sanders, who is not on the list. Now, that being said, as I said before, he has a tendency to throw uh, curveballs out there. It wouldn't yeah. surprise me if her name erupted at some later point, but well, she's not on any list that I'm aware of right now. I'm trying to remember back to 2016 and remember if Mike Pence was on any of his lists. Yeah, you know? I don't, I can't recall. That's interesting. I will have to go back and see what the short- I, I know the day he announced, I was overwhelmed with a sudden surge of boredom. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mike Pence, you know? Hey, nice, nice guy, but yeah, you know, didn't, didn't, yeah. didn't trigger anything. Now, the, the VP normally doesn't trigger votes. However, a couple names there are pretty interesting. And I, I keep going back to Tulsi Gabbard, uh, who I think would roll some of those independents and maybe moderate Republicans over. It's an interesting name. I don't know if, uh, if Trump, I know he has guts. I don't know if he has that much guts to, uh, to put her as second in command. And reason being the former Democrat. Uh, in fact, I, um, on a, a couple of my Facebook uh, contacts, I, I, I just asked him, what do you think about Tulsi Gabbard as a possible VP candidate, knowing that we were going to talk a little bit about this today? And I have a good friend who's very into politics and, uh, and that type of thing. And she says, I'm, I'm reading off, off her list here, no way. She said, Trump will pass the torch in 2028, and we do not need to hand it to a Hawaii Democrat. <laughs> so, you know, that's one that's one person's voice. So I don't know. Well, Trump, you know, people people like to think Trump is a conservative. He's absolutely not. He's yeah, a populist. Yep. And um, he 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 uh, he makes decisions by his own lights. I think there is every chance he'll go off the reservation. Mm -hmm. Knowing Trump, I think if he picks a female, she's going to be good looking. And Let's I think Tulsi and Christy Nome. Now you're not saying Huckabee's not good looking enough to be with Trump, right? That was exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> I think she would be substantially an excellent choice. Right. But that's not Donald Trump. Yeah, you might be right. Um, I think if he picks a guy... Um, Scott would be okay, but he has to dial it back a little bit. Right now, he looks like uh, yeah, he's he's slobbing the knob. You know, he's he's over the top when he's praising Trump. Well, we yeah that, and uh, we talked about it at one of our previous uh, things where he keeps going back to his his roots. I, I put that in quotes. Yeah, um, and doesn't I mean every speech that I've heard him starts off with that. We all know that. Tim, yeah. you know, let's move on and, and, and what can you do for us? That yeah. The said, fifth time it becomes condescending and a little bit racist. You yeah, know? yeah. I, and uh, I think if I had to take a guess, I think Tim Scott will have a place. I'm not sure if he's the vice president choice. He's going to have a spot somewhere. I think Vivek's going to have a spot somewhere. I think Vivek, uh, Scott, and DeSantis will all be offered something. Right. Um, Tulsi Gabbard, Christy Nome, if you don't pick them up for your ticket, what do you what do you do with them? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think um, I think it's either VP or, or nothing for, uh, for yeah for those two in particular. And I, like I said, Donald's a nice name, but I think he's I would I would project him out to twenty thirty two actually or something. Mm -hmm. 
And, uh, so that's where we are. Um, again, my, I think the top of my list would still be probably Scott and Noom if I had to pick two of the above. It would probably be those two. But we'll see. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. And yeah. uh, like I said, I normally they don't move the, the dial that much. I think somebody like Gabbard would, but that's a little bit of a gamble. Yeah, Gabbard, Tulsi Gabbard uh, would uh, earn her chops on the road, but selecting her would be it, 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 its own engine. It would create such a furor mm -hmm. across the board that she'll be in the news on every station and every social media outlet for two weeks. Right. So establishing a recognition won't be a problem. And then I think when she makes speeches, if he picks her, she has, she has a style of speaking that demonstrates passion and conviction without even raising her voice. Well, she spoke at CPAC, uh, was it yesterday? Yesterday or, or today? I, I saw bits I missed of missed that. She was very good, very good. And interestingly, um, uh, she, her stance on, um, on guns has changed quite a bit over the last few years uh, to more into the, uh, uh, into the uh, ARA, um, NRA type of situation with, with some, some changes, but she's not as anti-gun as maybe you thought she was years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when she entered politics, you had to be, to be a Democrat and be successful, you had to be fanatically anti-gun. So at best, she didn't comment very much. You she's, know, uh, she's, still calling, she's still calling for universal background checks and stuff like that. And listen, I'm, I'm a, uh, you know, NRA, uh, I like the, what the NRA does. I think, I don't think that's a bad idea. I mean, especially with the mental health issues and stuff like that. And I know the strong NRA, NRA folks wouldn't agree with that, but yeah. we'll see. That sounds good. Um, so we'll keep track. I'm going to, this is a tough one. I'm going to put my money on. You're going to pick one or you, or, or, or more than one? No. If I, if I had to pick one? Yeah. I, I think that's a safe bet. I think no. that's a safe bet. Yeah. Okay. So, so for the, to keep track for the audience, we're both up for no. Uh, you're under on dumping Biden under the bus. I'm over. Yeah. Over yeah. under being the uh, the camp the uh, convention. Yeah, either pre-convention or at convention. I guess you're post-convention. Yeah, I'm post. Right. And uh, I guess we'll have to next week. We'll have to bring Chris on. Right. And 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 have him throw his his names and his bet in the hat. Mm -hmm. And we'll see who figures that out. I don't know what the bet's going to be. You know, if you lose, you run naked down the street. If I lose, I buy you a beer. How's that? I yeah, we'll do something with booze. Either <laughs> either a, a nice bottle of wine or a or a nice uh, um, micro beer or something along those lines. Okay, all right. Yeah, you, uh, we'll 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 say I'll get you a bottle of wine. You can get me a bottle of scotch. That sounds good to me. And it doesn't have to be an expensive one. Right. I drink paint thinner. <laughs> but uh, I'll pick up something at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Walmart on it. <laughs> Walmart. Old Captain Scotch. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'm watching all this hubbub over Trump's NATO remarks. And it, it the, the 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 emotionalism, 
the shallow accusations, they are so typical. And everybody knows I can take Trump or leave him. I defend him when he's right, and I knock him when he's wrong. I don't care. But in this case, he has proven himself right. And one of his detractors today proved him right while she was saying what a horrible, terrible, awful guy. But basically, um, it's like um, there's a pattern. In, on January 6th, he said, I want you to fight like hell. And then when he talked about protesting the Capitol, he said, I want you to go peacefully and patriotically. Yeah, but they, they love There's no way around that. They love the you know, they, they, they edit it out when they when they want to lie about it. Mm -hmm. But there's no way around that statement. Peacefully and patriotically. Oh, my God, Trump, you know, incited insurrection. And then with Charlottesville, they picked apart one of his remarks, pulled it out of a longer speech. Sliced and diced. And he said there's good people on both sides of the argument. Okay. He had already uh, uh, criticized the white supremacy. He criticized the violence on both sides of that comment. In that comment, he was referring to people disagreeing about pulling down statues, not fighting in the streets of Charlottesville, not running people over with cars. And it became Trump wants to see people hit by cars. Trump is a racist, fanatic freak. Um, and this one's no different. He comes out and says, if you don't pay your bills to NATO, I don't see why I should be defending you. And he was talking to specific countries without naming them. They know who they are. Germany is still notorious for under underspending compared to the rest of the alliance. And by percentage, we spend much more than anyone. Yeah. Oh, we, we spend our gig way more than 2%. And then we fund programs within NATO, like we do with the UN. We pay for the goddamn UN, and then we give each program extra money, like UNESCO, so they can come to this country and screw us over. But um, now with this, this NATO thing, we had the ambassador, uh, Julianne Smith, the ambassador to NATO. Did you hear her comments? I did not. Goes off on this shrew, scold, angry face, you know, uh, I think it was on NBC. I'm guessing it, but don't quote me on that. But it was it was in a news appearance speaking as a U.S. ambassador to NATO in her capacity as and goes off on Trump. Hmm. There's two things wrong with that. One, she needs to be recalled and fired immediately for speaking on behalf of the Joe Biden campaign. She's blasting a former president who may well, very well be the next commander in chief. And she's excoriating him publicly. That's not any ambassador's job, even if you're the ambassador of NATO. So she should be fired. She shouldn't have her job. That's not going to happen. No. There is no honor in the White House. But in her remarks, she goes, a decade ago, only a few countries were paying their share. A handful, maybe two or three, were actually paying their share besides the United States. Now 18 are paying their share. It wasn't a decade ago. It was seven years ago. Yeah, it was Trump, Trump's the one that lit that fire. 
Trump's the one that got that done. So mm -hmm. she's criticizing the very thing that created an environment that she says is good. You know, did you hear about the Romanian ambassador who was speaking well of Trump vis-a-vis -vis NATO? Uh, yes, I did. I could not find it. I heard it on the radio. I heard people talk about it, but you can't Google it. Hmm. You just, you cannot find anything about that remark. It was, you think it was wiped? Huh? I think, yeah, I think it's getting radically throttled, downlisted. Because if, if somebody said, oh, you know, Joe Biden's the best thing that ever happened to NATO, that would be banner headlines for two weeks. Right. And then another two weeks in every article about foreign relations, what a great guy Biden is for NATO. But somebody says, you know, NATO was really falling down until Trump started sticking some foots up some asses. And now look what we got. This is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Can't have that. No, no. You know, anyway, we'll see. I have a question for you about uh, uh, asinine intelligence. Is that the term AI? Well, it sure seems to be that way right <laughs> now. Um, while we were on that, you, you were the last discussion about uh, not being able to find stuff, uh, Google, in, in fact, the uh, one of the gurus of AI got caught with their pants down this week, that's for sure, and, and all hell is broken loose, um, having to do with um, people asking, asking AI questions in Google, such as uh, our founding fathers. I didn't know if you knew, Matt, all of a sudden our founding fathers are all black. Did you know that? Yeah, I did notice the other night, somebody informed me, George Washington was a black man. <laughs> Excuse me, African American, <laughs> and all of our yeah. uh, apparently our uh, writer uh, signers of the Declaration were African American. That's yeah, uh, yeah, to me. yeah. To me. Uh, we we now have a female pope, by the way, too. So, yeah. But anyway, well, you can't you can't say either way. You don't know. Well, that's true. You, you don't know how that pope feels about himself at night he, when there's nobody around. These these days, you really don't. Know. Yeah. Could be, could be he, she, they. I mean, we don't know anymore. So that's maybe, right. Maybe Google's right after all. Long you can't story trust short, them damn Jesuits, man. Just... Long story short, wokeness in, wokeness out, and it's a little bit of a scary thing because everybody that's feeding that uh, AI, at least, well, probably others, but I'll, I'll use Google as an example. There are tons of others out there. This is what's happening. This is what's happening. So the wokeness factor now. I keep, uh, I was texting with a friend years from now, our, our kids, our grandkids are going to, the history is going to be, you think it's wiped out now with statues. With AI, it's going to completely blown away where you can't find out who our father, our founders are. You don't know who the Pope is. And th this is what's going on. And it is a damn scary thing. Um, and of course, the ramifications for the future of AI, I, they keep talking about military applications. Well, you know, we may just blow ourselves up the way things are going right now. Exactly it, correct. It is scary. It really is to me very scary. And um, if there's any positive, if if the non, I'll say the anti-woke side or the non-woke side or the right or however, however you want to put it, can get their feet into areas of AI, they can use it to an advantage also, such as pulling out everything that the Democrats are doing lying to us right now, that all could in the future be part of AI. But we are just, we're touching the surface of this now and that uh, entry level isn't looking real promising. Yeah, the, the possibilities, all the predictions, uh, the scary predictions that we heard 20 years ago, 
I know a, a guy told me in the 1980s, John Bienkowski, a buddy of mine. Hmm. Excuse me. He said, uh, there's going to come a time where they'll put a character on TV and you will have no idea whether what you're looking at is real or completely generated out of thin air. They're getting pretty good at that right now, just with, and, and it is, some of it is really cool. Um, uh, I don't know if you saw Billy Joel's new song. He has a video out that's just been out about five days that is AI, AI based, I'll say. You have to take a look at it, but basically he's singing a song and it's Billy Joel, it's, it's the, the new song, the new Billy Joel song. And his, he's doing it as young Billy. As if Billy Joel was 30 years old. Yeah, yeah. Real, really, really cool. Now that's that's the fun part of AI, but some of this other stuff is getting really scary. Right. What the, what those little deep fakes and jokes and, and treats do is unfortunately test out the system for nefarious people. Yep. You know, AI. People say, oh, it's it, it's gonna learn on its own. It's gonna it's gonna learn real lessons about the world. No, it's not. It's root learning procedures are established by people. And it's root philosophies, it's root information base, all by people. And it's garbage in, garbage out. The uh, garbage in, garbage out. It will start out going in exactly a skewed direction instead of you can't. Right now, you can't create AI, just form the circuitry, hit a switch, and then say, go. Mm -hmm. Learn on your own. You have to have the operating system and the, and the basic um, uh, prime, prime factors first. And that's the dangerous part. And the folks that are feeding into this right now, uh, uh, for example, the, the CEO of Google's AI group, whatever that was, uh, years ago on Twitter, now X, uh, expounded all the time on the benefits of DEI and what it's going to do. And he's, right. feeding that, he's feeding that into the AI now. And this is what's being spit out, hence the, you know, the female pope. Yeah, I, I had a, uh, a conversation just at, well, you might remember that article with the long conversation I had mm -hmm. with ChatGPT? That was just some idle ideas. I thought I'd run past it. And even though I could kind of tell it, no, I want a different type of response. The base responses were always, you know, global warming is a crisis. Oil companies are bad. They override. Politics should be left. They you override know. you. And that's what is, that's what's yeah. input. Well, it, 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 it was, it was uh, extolling the virtues of global warming and how carbon Dioxide is going to kill us. And I said, no, no, I'm looking for something at, at, that is anti-alarmist when it comes to climate change. And, and I'm, I, I don't think fossil fuels are the death of us. So now what do you think? And it did change its answer to please me. It gave me a write-up that was favorable to, to my articles about global warming. Okay. But always the, the, the first reaction to any question is far left laning. Right. Um, and when, when you expand out, you're like, you, you talked about the, our kids in the future. Their learning is going to be dominated by AI, utterly dominated. And I'm talking about my grandkids who are now 
between two and 12. Kenny's kids are all older, but the, the rest of them are between two and 12. Well, even the high school kids now, you literally can use chat GPT and draw yourself up a, a term paper. Now you might get caught doing it if you're not doing it the right way, but it could be done. But very quickly, AI will be incorporated into teaching because the, the union teachers, the, the, the union types, the ones that worried about their coffee breaks and not the kids, are going to want to use AI to make their jobs easier. Mm -hmm. We already hand them iPads as babysitters, so why not this? Right. Um, that's the best argument for fanatically promoting paper books that predate today. So somewhere there will be a record of what really was. Mm -hmm. Because if chat GPT can say, give me a picture of George Washington and show you a black man, that's not a disaster. It's just not accurate. Right. You know, um, or or if it, or if it made Louis Armstrong a Japanese guy, <laughs> you know, and then you you know, the 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 AI and ChatGPT and and entities like that don't get tired. If they start promoting an idea, they can have it in front of a billion eyeballs in a couple of hours, and repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. Mm -hmm. Until people start saying, yeah, Joseph Goebbels, he worked in Washington, D.C. in the 1980s, right? <laughs> you know, the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor. <laughs> you can make people believe anything. Well, I'll go back to George Cassandra. It's not a lie if you believe it. <laughs> That's right. So GPT will never lie to us because it'll always believe itself. <laughs> but yeah, I am. Uh, I'm appalled by AI now. Well, we've got to put that. I, I don't know what the answer is. I'm not a I'm not an IT expert, but. We have to put some constraints on it. It's going to eat, eat us all alive one way or another. Mm -hmm. When it first started to be developed, I thought, this is pretty neat. You know, the possibilities. And it does have its, you know, it does have its You could, you could teach it to do, do surgery right. with incredible accuracy. And, and no it does, it can, the potential, in fact, my son's involved a little bit with it, the potential with, um, in healthcare, uh, where, you know, you have hundreds of thousands or millions of, of samples to treat an individual who has that, that infer whatever it is, you know, uh, yeah. there are po many positives to it, but there are just yeah. as many negatives from what I see. And I think when it comes to advanced treatment of cancer through genetics, that's when you're going to have to have AI. Mm -hmm. There's too many possibilities for one man to consider, even with really good input. Yep. But if you if if the if the doctor has the basics and flushes that through a through a a medical AI machine, yeah. it could probably give them really really good guidance over time. And they're they're working on that pretty closely yeah. right now. Hence the uh, uh, the in, in Nvidia stock that just went crazy this week is all AI based. They they think that's the future. I mean the stock. New York Stock Exchange thinks, thinks it's the future. I should say yeah. NASDAQ in this case. And, and of course, I didn't arrange for self-driven investing with this new oh, account yet. Man. Mr. Goen. <laughs> in fact, uh, uh, there's a guy, I don't know if you've seen him, seen him on TV, Jim Cramer, who's the kind of the stock guy on... Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know if he's on uh, Fox or I, I, I can't even... MSNBC, no. MSNBC. Back in 19... Uh, uh, 19 oh, sorry, 2017... He was touting NVIDIA and the guy's wrong a lot. 
He wasn't wrong on this one. In fact, he named his dog NVIDIA in 2017. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he, uh, I think he has researchers because mostly he's a showman. Oh, sure. I'm, he's, I'm, more, he's more calm now than he used to be. He used to, he yeah. used to fly around the stage ranting and sweating and screaming, you know. I'm sure he has tons of people working uh, working for him, but, uh, you know, he was as many hits and misses. He didn't miss on that one, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Glenn Beck because I think I like his researchers. Right. He's got, he's got an army of them. Mm -hmm. and, and he has, his predictions always come true. Right. Excuse me, his conspiracy theories <laughs> always come true, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, the... Uh, the uh, headlines this week, I saw uh, one of Biden's new uh, Trump bad me good ads. It's uh, two minutes long, I think, the video they have online. And there's 21 cuts. And I'm thinking, this guy could really fit right in the P4B. <laughs> Well, he did that during the. Uh, remember, they he didn't do the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, he didn't do the Super Bowl talk, but he did a, a real short, short clip uh, when he was talking about um, shrinkonomics or whatever the hell it was then. Yeah, yeah. And it was the same thing. Was it? It was. It was like this. Yeah, it's popping all over the place. <laughs> so you'll see that when this product. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, uh, the the old Joe, old bag of bones. Well, he didn't order it. What am I saying? Whoever runs Biden ordered the arrest of that informant. Oh, yeah. Yep. Not informant. Well, he was an informant. He was a paid informant. Basically, he was a contract employee of the FBI. Paid him for years. Called him credible. Ten-year ten credible FBI. All of a sudden. Yeah. Now, if if I was a contractor for, uh, for uh, the Navy, and I saw something illegal. And I went and talked to a congressman and said, or a congressman or somebody else in the Navy or even the press, I said, this illegal stuff's going on. What's the first thing the object of my criticism is going to say about me? First thing that come out of their mouth. They'll say I'm lying, right? So, that if you that doesn't qualify messing with the whistleblower, even if that whistleblower is uh, an informant and not an employee, you still can't mess with them. Mm -hmm. What these guys have done is harassed a whistleblower. You know, there's 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 so much wrong with this, and, and the press is just. Blowing right through it. There's more to it than that, uh, uh, Matt. He was arrested twice, I think in the last two or three days, back in jail again. I think they want him really badly to shut up. He knows a lot. And I think what's going to happen is should Trump win in uh, November, then it's hands off. Oh, we have an ongoing investigation. He can't, we can't have him talk about anything. It's ongoing. And that's going to be ongoing for the, a year or two. Trump, Trump can order the investigation shut and then pick the right. guy up right. <laughs> and Hope say, tell us everything. Have him subpoenaed. Right. Say, now tell us everything you were trying to tell us before. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get in trouble. 
Hell, they gave people who smashed iPhones and iPads immunity. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, in the in the Hillary debacle, they gave everybody immunity. Mm -hmm. You know, so how do you get any information from anybody when everybody gets immunity, and the lead uh, uh, suspect is not recorded, not put under oath? You know, they're doing everything they could, could do to muzzle and uh, kind of related and not related. That uh, Catherine he uh, Hedrich, what's her name? CVS News. Herridge, Catherine Herridge. They stole of her information, which I think had a lot to do with uh, Hunter Biden, probably the Ukraine. That's all. They stole, uh, they, they, they sealed yeah. all that with her uh, firing. Hold on there, partner. Uh, I know, I'm going ahead of, uh, maybe I'm jumping Don't ahead. you understand, CBS said they're not going to mess with it. Oh. It's just like the elections. You mail in your ballot and it sits in a warehouse for weeks and weeks. Mm -hmm. The people who handle those are honorable people, Ron. Yeah. There's not a dishonest person among them. Sure, sure. I always so, enjoyed her. Out of all the all the folks in the ABC, CBS, NBC, she was the one that made a little bit of sense all along, and you could see why. Now they remember have Cheryl Atkinson. Yeah, Cheryl Atkinson. Yeah. You know, she she broached the party line, and not only was she out, she was out with prejudice. They stomped on her good name. Yep took stuff from her she was getting hacked yeah now i'm i'm not necessarily sure it was the government was hacker maybe it was, it was her own network well i hope something gets picked up by oan or somebody or newsmax or somebody that and mm -hmm. she, she can start blowing the whistle here and there of course yeah. they might they might uh epstein her at some point too she, yeah she we can we can all be suicided you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah but i hope Catherine harridge goes on to Pull a Tucker across mm -hmm. a national security podcast. Maybe she, she can would make jillions. Go on with or go on with Tucker or do her, her own thing. That would be fantastic. Uh, yeah. And she she knows everybody. And she knows everything. And, and, uh, yeah. She can lean on a she can touch noses with an admiral. Yep. And say, I got this and I got this. Don't bullshit me. Mm -hmm. I may not quote you by name, right. <laughs> but don't bullshit me. And again, we talked about it a little bit before. It's like peeling an onion. It's all somehow tied together. You know, the whole oh. Russian, you know, Russia. Now we're now we're Russia Gate number two, and that's all tied into the Ukraine, and it's all it's all part of the big cabal. Yep, yep. And, and whether it's by uh, uh, they're tied together either directly or because they intersect, like one of Kamala's Venn diagrams, where. Uh, two of these organizations are doing the same thing or uh, by philosophy. Right. Uh, where on all the same week, about three weeks ago, the entire mainstream media, UNESCO and the UN and the WEF and Davos all went crazy about misinformation, disinformation, and how we have to fight it. That was all teeing up for the UNESCO program, which is come into the United States, literally give money to social media companies mm -hmm. to shut up Matt Jordan and anybody who talks like him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not only downlist me. I'm already downlisted routinely. Mm -hmm. You know, it's I, have, talk I have thousands of freaking friends and followers throughout all the 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 uh, the uh, 
social media, mm-hmm. I think you and Dale get my stuff. <laughs> yeah, and we talked about <laughs> um, talked about the Soros uh, last week or a couple of weeks ago buying Odyssey, who was the um, you know one of the great uh, great radio conglomerates. Uh, bought uh, bought Odyssey on a cheap like uh, WIP yeah. Philadelphia. Uh, Odyssey owns their sports station. I don't think it's going to affect sports too much, but he's also got his uh, his hands now in news networks. So watch right. out for that. Their the news networks, it's going to be naked. You're going to see a dividing line between the day the old policies go out and his policies are uh, put in. Now, mm-hmm. it takes time. When you when you get involved in an organization that large, that many stations, that many people, it takes time for the new philosophies to percolate. Right. But when they do, it'll be naked. Right. You'll, you'll be able to see it straight away. But... um. I had another question for you in my pile of notes. Oh my goodness, we're progressing right along here. Um, all right, happy, happy, joy, joy. Give me some, uh, give me some Phillies news. Oh, excited! Uh, the first, uh, first Phillies preseason game. I'm happy to say it wasn't originally supposed to be on television, but it will be on television. Tomorrow at one o'clock on the MLB network. Oh, and for those that are watching later, we're we're talking Friday night. Uh, what's what's the, date what's the date today, Matt? Twenty eighth. I forget. Today what's is the twenty third. Twenty third. Yes, uh, Saturday the twenty fourth. Uh, the first preseason game will be on the MLB network. Twenty uh, fourth. Tomorrow. Tomorrow at one o'clock. Yep. And it, it was preseason a, in February. I never knew it started that early. First pre, well, tomorrow's the first preseason game, and the MLB decided to pick the Phillies up. So I'm kind of excited about that. It'll be on the, the regular um, uh, Comcast if you're in Philadelphia. Uh, Sunday will be the first uh, first scheduled game, but MLB picked it up yesterday. I'm excited. Uh, the last uh, what couple of weeks they picked up uh, Whit Merrifield, who is kind of a uh, Swiss Army knife. They can play him anywhere. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's what I mean. Now, the only thing is, he's 35 years old. Uh, he's not going to be an everyday player, probably anymore, b- being 35. But that's not a bad thing in the Phillies case because he's going to be plugged in wherever needed. For example, Brad Marsh right now had his uh, his knee scoped. He's not going to be ready till. I mean, hopefully, he'll be ready for opening day. But even if he's not ready for opening day, they can plot Whit Merrifield in there and not miss a beat. Yeah, so, I was kind of flipped out about Marsh. When did he actually get his knee worked on? Well, interesting. I um, uh, was thinking that he may have been, you know, devil's advocate here. Uh, I was thinking he may have not wanted to have this scope until spring training so he could miss all of spring training. Apparently, that was not the case. What happened was he was working out a couple weeks back and felt a tweak in his knee uh, and apparently popped a little something uh, out. Now, if you know Brad Marsh, he's had banged into a couple of walls over the last couple of years. I, I can remember one yeah. time he seriously hit his knee into, uh, into the um, uh, Citizens Bank uh, outfield there. So uh, he thinks what happened was kind of over, over time, uh, it caused the problem. And then when he was working out, he felt a little, little tweak in there. They went in there and they did a scope and it was, uh, you know, they just cleaned out some, some debris and he claims he will be ready for opening day. I think he might be a little rusty, which again is why, this uh, Whit Merrifield signing is so great. He's, uh, like I said, he's 35 years old. He's not an everyday player. 
but his um, uh, his uh, average over the years is, uh, uh, was, or I should say last year was 272 with 11 home runs. Interestingly, Marsh's was 277 with 12 home runs. So they virtually had the same year last year, uh, and now they can plug him in wherever. And it's not only, he can play just about every, just about every position except catcher. So that was a real, real good signing for the Phillies. And uh, it's kind of a security uh, blanket against the Marsh or anybody else that might get hurt along the way. It's great to have a guy like that. Mm -hmm. um, well, there's another thing I'll get back to in a second, but when you have a utility guy like that, you can rotate, you know, through those dog days, late July, early August. You know, I know there's got to be baseball players in right field gone. You know, their eyes are bleeding. They're so bored with this, you know. And they're, yeah, uh, they're, they're don't sit on the bench for, for a couple of games. Well, you know? the, the Phillies bench over the last few years hasn't been that great. Now it's, they really strengthened the bench up with him. If there's one thing I wish, I still wish they would get another starting pitcher. Uh, there's a guy, Montgomery, that's out there, but probably still wants a little bit too much money. Interestingly, they, um, uh, if you recall, they were going after a Japanese pitcher, Yamamoto, who wound, yeah, up, with yeah. the, uh, wound up with the Dodgers. Uh, Yamamoto, we killed him in World War II, didn't we? <laughs> and he may kill us in 2024, but... Um, <laughs> The uh, interesting, the Phillies offered him, uh, and this this was just verified, offered him more money than any other team, including the Dodgers. Uh, he wanted to play in L.A. and he wanted to play with Otani. So there's nothing that the Phillies could have done. They offered him more money, and it's crazy, but more money than the Dodgers did. So uh, uh, the uh, the Phillies owner said, "Okay, we have we have that money. We're going to spend it on Yamamoto. We're going to spend it." He said, we're going to spend it. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to spend it today. But if they're, say, in the running in July, August, and, and they're able to grab somebody, they're going to spend that money. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. I wish we got, we got the Japanese guy. I wish we got Yamamoto. I've heard good stuff about him. Yeah. And, you know, listen, most of the Japanese players want to play in the West Coast because they can get easily, more easily get back to Japan. And in Yamamoto's case, he has Otani on the team. So, you know, there's that the Phillies don't have any Japanese players unless it's Bryce, Bryce Harperino or something like that. <laughs> but, well, uh, one final note. Yep. Brad Marsh was jogging the other day. Uh, uh, yeah. Marsh was jogging. Yeah. And, not, Brad, uh, Brad, not Brad Marsh. Brad Marsh is an old flyer. Oh, there you go. What, <laughs> what am I thinking of? Yeah. Uh, R. Marsh. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was he was jogging, and they said they're gonna get him hitting easy, uh, swinging about just a little bit. So, I mean, for a guy that just got his knee worked on, I, I find that kind of scary. You know, I yeah. well, I go weak in the knees thinking about it. But they've got the you know they've got their therapist and everything, so I'm sure they you know I'm sure they don't want to push him too much. But uh, apparently, it was a pretty minor you know that, that microscopic where they just go in and they do a little yeah and come back out again. It wasn't any kind of a major. The uh, surgery. They didn't. They didn't like repair a major tear. Or right. No, they just yeah. took out some loose particles. Is my understanding. Yeah, the things that make your knee crack. Well, I got a yep. million. Yeah, just give you a little, little, yeah. little pain here and there. Yep. Okay. Well, we got a special coming up next week. Uh, Ron and I will be sitting down with Chris Modley of the Washington Examiner. I have to call that our biggest get. I mean, it was a great, a great uh, paper. I love reading it. Yeah. Patricia Gennaro was big, you know, um,
we've had some really important guests come in. But I think this is the biggest. I mean, Washington Examiner, you can't do no. That's a great get. No. Uh, but I want to pick his brain about everything, about the newspaper business, uh, a lot of his articles. He's prolific. He he has several articles a week that, that pop on uh, the examiner. So we'll we'll be uh we'll be uh, putting that show in the can late or early next week. So you should look for it Thursday or Friday of next week. Chris Tremogli. Um, and that's it for us. Thanks, John. I'll talk to you next time. We'll see, we'll see you next week. All right. Take care. Be sure to use all the buttons at the top and bottom of the text. We live and die by the share and subscribe buttons. Send inquiries to poriverproductions at gmail.com. Thank you very much for joining us today.